The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents In Their Distress Podcast Caring for Orphans Sacrificially, Obediently, Practically Podcasts, and we're your hosts, Matt and Helen. Last time we discussed the problems that are hindering the care of orphans. The primary problem is that the church, capital C, is relegating their responsibility to others. Another problem is that individual Christians and families feel ill-equipped to care for orphans. As we call the church to recognize their duty to care for orphans, we also want to equip and encourage Christians striving to practice pure and undefiled religion. Like we mentioned last time, the fatherless include the unwanted child in her mother's womb, children no longer under the protection of their fathers, who are in the hands of human traffickers, children of single mothers, and parentless children. Some obvious ways to care for these orphans would be abolish abortion, oppose and end human trafficking, care for single mothers who are taking care of their children alone. We hope to discuss these three in future articles and podcast episodes. But for now, let's talk about parentless children and children without families. These children exist in every neighborhood in America and around the world. Many of them can be found in foster care systems. Before we tackle foster care, let's talk about first steps. These could apply to your local community of believers, the Christian family, and single Christians too. First of all, your local body needs to assess the situation of orphans right in your own community and then find out who is doing something about it. Hopefully you'll find Christians among the ones meeting those needs. Make yourself available to get together with them. Ask them what they're doing, how they're doing it. If you're speaking with parents or caregivers who are taking the orphans into their homes for foster care or adoption, you may need to approach the conversation carefully. Learn the art of listening between the lines. Many of these Christians have met with discouragement and opposition and may not be willing to share their needs up front. Here are a few examples so you can see what they've probably been up against. That's how much you make? How do you feed all these kids? Are you sure you should be taking in more? Remember, you have limitations. Just because there's an orphan doesn't mean you have to care for them. You have so much on your plate, why get yourself all worked up about another mother's problem? How old will you be when they're in college? Keep in mind, the people making these comments aren't in the business of caring for orphans themselves. Comments like, just because there's an orphan doesn't mean you have to care for them, aren't helpful when a couple knows that to not take the child means that the child will end up in an ungodly situation. For ourselves, if we hadn't taken our twins, they would be in the Islamic welfare system, only able to be adopted by Muslims. Being accountable to God, it wasn't a choice. It was our responsibility. And so long as Christians keep passing their responsibility to someone else, we will continue to see orphans in our midst. Okay, back to your conversation. You may need to ask some very pointed questions, but let them know your intent. You're not going to scrutinize them for what they're doing. You're committed to caring for orphans too, sacrificially, and hopefully that's true. If it is, using the word sacrificially may break down a lot of barriers. As they open up to you, listen for unspoken needs. Are they looking for ways to care for more orphans but feeling limited? Can you help them expand what they're doing or spread their vision to others? Another great question to ask is, are they, the caregivers, 
being taken care of. Perhaps the best way you can care for the orphan is to care for those already doing the work. We're going to spend some time answering this question because many parents and caregivers won't have had time to think about it. You may need to take the initiative in these areas. Mind, hands, heart, and voice. Here's how you can use each to help orphans and their caregivers. First, let's talk about mind. Orphans have many needs and parents and caregivers aren't always equipped for those challenges. But maybe someone in your congregation is a counselor or has experience with abuse. A parent or caregiver might welcome that extra help coming from a solid biblical perspective. They may feel they need counseling themselves, or you can recommend books and other resources that they may not know about. Next is hands. Helping hands can be paid for, but it is such an encouragement to a parent or caregiver when others volunteer their time and efforts. Ask yourself if you can cook, clean, or in some other way meet the physical needs of the orphans being cared for. Also, look for ways to help the orphans directly. Do they need to be taught a skill? Use your time to show these orphans the care of another Christian. Thirdly, heart. Many caregivers get worn out, discouraged, and tempted to feel alone in their battle. If you're a sympathetic listener or a prayer warrior, a parent or caregiver might appreciate someone they can confide in. Someone who won't say, I told you so, but remind them of God's promises and why what they're doing is so important. Perhaps you can befriend the orphans personally and listen to their heart and their struggles. And lastly, voice. Orphans and their caregivers need mouths that will speak on their behalf and raise awareness for the orphans. Not only through one-time events, sometimes these just increase the feelings of loneliness afterward, but through consistent efforts to make others aware that caring for orphans is a duty. We hope this has encouraged you to start somewhere. But it's probably left you with a lot of questions too. Over a series of weeks, we want to answer these questions. To get started, we'll address why caring for the orphan needs to be sacrificial and ongoing. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. If this episode left you with questions, please send them our way. We'll do our best to answer them in future episodes. And as we lay foundations for what caring for the orphan looks like, we want to include real life examples. If you or someone you know is caring for orphans sacrificially, obediently, and practically, please let us know. You can email us at reformedexpressions at gmail.com. Or contact us through our Facebook page, In Their Distress. Thanks for listening to In Their Distress, Caring for Orphans, podcast with Matt and Helen. For more, check out reformedexpressions.com and reconstructionistradio.com. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week when we talk about why caring for the orphan needs to be sacrificial and ongoing. Thank you for tuning in to In Their Distress podcast. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. 
Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.